All right, Matt Gannon, Jers, welcome back. Jenny week, Riviera week, Riv week, whatever you want to call it. Uh, one of the highlights, I think, of the uh, standard PGA Tour schedule. We got Tiger back this week. All sorts of stuff good going on here. You came on here last week and said uh, you're going to be digging in. You're going to find some winners, and you found them on the DP World Tour and on Live. Two winners for you. Congrats. How are you feeling? How are you doing? Yeah, definitely a, a good week. Two winners across the globe. Wish I could have gotten the three-peat, which is a very rare feat because we don't get them all in each week. So that would have been – We had a, I had a chance with Cam Young early on uh, Sunday morning, but he – uh, failed quickly, so um, couldn't get to three peat, but it was a great never going to complain with three winners. You as well had Dustin Johnson, a great call. Uh, I know some guys in the Discord had DJ as well, so uh, great, great weekend all around, I think. Yeah, it's uh, always nice to get on a little, little bit of a hot streak back to back live winners. You kind of hit guy with uh, with the PGA Tour being so difficult to uh hit a winner on this year i feel like you got to fish where the fish are and so uh it's top of the yeah. board on live it's like and i think one thing about live that's been nice too i feel like people maybe last year and i didn't take betting live too seriously last year um because the odds were so bad like the top three or four guys on the board were all under 10 to 1 seemingly every week now that rom's joined you're getting good players who Opens can win in the 14 to 20 to 22 range which it's like that's still solid and obviously if you're playing for a seven eight extra return you just build a card with a couple of guys so that was great and and you broke through on the dp too that's been a what was hishino's odds on dp he was in the 40 range i had him at 43 he was like 40 to 50 really wow because he'd play yeah. good in in uh australia and then yeah uh, he went runner-up runner-up in australia he finished second both times in australia then he played all right uh middle of the season or start of 2024 and then he finished 12th last week, but he was just making birdies, hitting his irons really well. And he finished, I think, top 12 he, uh, at in Qatar last year. So it's kind of a no-brainer, and 40 to 1, and he came through. Yeah, I love it. I decided to go top of the board with uh, Rasmus, who was up there. I think his favorite going into the final round uh, yeah. did not work out. He's he uh, we'll talk about Nikolai uh, here soon enough, but Rasmus. He's lacking a little bit of that killer instinct. I mean, he should theoretically win half the events this year on the DP World Tour with some of those fields. Right. So uh, keep your eyes peeled. I'm sure Rasmus will be breaking through over there on the DP soon enough. But this week, we go from back-to-back -back weeks with three events, which has been fantastic, down to just Jenny this week, the DP World Tour taking the week off before heading over to the one of the best events of the year, the Magical Kenya Open, will be coming up next week. We'll set aside some time. because uh, is, is Mexico next week for... Yeah, PK. yeah. Next so we week, week. next week's uh, pod might be Kenya specifically focused on the magical Kenya Open, uh, one of the highlights of the year. Live taking the week off. Well, when's when's Live coming back? A couple. I ahead and... think it's a few weeks. They're going to uh, Hong Kong, I believe, or Saudi Arabia. Yeah. One of the two. It's Hong Kong or Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it's one of those because I know they were one of the guys on the broadcast was like from Hong Kong or something. He was hyped that they're going to Hong Kong. It's so like his, his home club coming. for like thirty something years. I heard him say <laughs> yeah. that too. Yeah, uh, the live had a a very DP vibe coming down the stretch there on the uh, the back nine. We saw a lot of uh, interesting things taking place there. The conditions were difficult. Uh, not gonna lie, the uh, the wind picked up there, and guys like Bryson. Uh, I think it was one of those where like and we saw this DJ too. Most of these guys obviously haven't played a lot of golf between like September and now. They played my cup last week, but. The amount of practice they probably put in in like windy or difficult conditions, it's like nothing. And I think it's we saw not. that with a lot of those guys. Luckily, DJ uh, was able to buckle down on those last few holes and crazy and get the win. But this week, solo focus on the Jenny. If we're going to hit a winner, it's got to be here uh, in Los Angeles, Pacific Palisades. I've been to Riv before. I went in, uh, I don't know what year it was. It was like 2017, 2018. Went down there. You still live in Seattle, so it wasn't too bad of a journey to get down there to Riv. Great event. Uh, what are, give me the high level, you know, bullet points on Riv. What are you looking at this week? What excites you? What's your history been at, at Riv too? You, you hit winners here before? What's, uh, what's gone? Uh, no winners here. No winners here. So don't have great course history, <laughs> but, um, uh, I, I, I honestly, nothing crazy. I, Morikawa, one of the years and JT, one of the years was in the mix and then he was not on the back nine. So nothing crazy here at Riv. Um, yeah, high level stuff. I just think we got to get ahead of this. Now we have all our eyes on the PGA tour. Well, only only tournament this week. If a, a big name doesn't win, then we have issues, like real 
issues if there's no big name. So I think, but aside, that was just an aside. Course history, I think, is key here. A big, very predictable course history, and then just overall, Tita Green play, just trending, trending ball, ball striking paired with good course history. Nothing too flashy like like last week was flashy. Nothing too flashy last week, uh, this week. So pretty straightforward, Tita Green play. And quickly to touch on that, because I mean, I haven't had enough coffee today. I forgot that we to even talk about uh, the waste management Phoenix Open. But your point on the fact that it was another long shot winner there. We talked about this. Uh, last week, and we felt like it was a week where there was going to be, we're going to get a big dick winner. We're going to get somebody who steps up to the occasion. That's been the history of waste management. But I actually think, you know, everything's always crystal clear in like retrospect. Nick Taylor winning the Canadian Open for the first Canadian to win in Canada in infinity years. Like that's a big dick win. Uh, He showed his ability to, he lost two strokes off the tee. In the final round, I don't know how many guys have won events losing two strokes off the tee in the final round. It can't be very many, but uh, just strokes gained heart, strokes gained guts. And I think that's like these guys at the top of the board. It's been the story we talked about last week. Like who has the strokes gained guts right now on the PGA Tour at the top of the board? Scotty can't putt under pressure. We saw him putting pretty well until he was right there down the stretch. Couldn't make anything. JT, his winning record over the last recent years is he only wins every once in a while. Like, who deserves to have, you know, those 10 to 1, 12 to 1, 14 to 1 odds where it makes sense no. about them? Literally, like, truthfully, when, when you're going to go down the board, and when we do go down the board, no one would like be like, yeah, like I trust them on, with five holes left. But like, someone has to win. And I like you did, Nick, I agree with you on Nick Taylor. Like, finished great here last year, has that heart, but he still wasn't like a big dick winner. He was 120 to 1. Like, I'm just yeah. saying, like, I we, if we don't get a, 35, a sub 35 winner, we have real issues but i agree we go down the board who has that dog who has that fight and obviously every one of these guys that we're going to name has done it in their career and will probably show up this weekend but no one i we could confidently say is like yeah they're trending right now they have that heart so i and it's real it's a real thing and tiger's going to be there adds pressure i think that it's going to add enough pressure and elevate these guys to play well i hope uh so yeah we will see but that's a uh, something to monitor for sure. And to, I think that was a good point. And it was something I was thinking about last week. Um, didn't talk about on the pod, but these guys at the top of the board, the eights to ones, the tens, to, JT last week, 11 to one, you know, some people did get him at a better number. You get him at 20, 30. Like, obviously that makes sense. I do this too. If this isn't like, this is, I'm thinking out loud about things that I've done myself. Like when you go to the top of the board, you get a guy who's 10 to one, 12 to one. It's not just like, okay, I think this guy can get in the mix or play well this week. Like, obviously, if a guy's 10 to 1 or below or 12 to 1 or below, like, if they don't play well this week, then something went horribly wrong for them. Like, saying like, oh, this guy's going to play well. Yeah, obviously, he's 12 to 1. He should play well. You've got to have such belief that if he's tied for the lead going into the final round, that he's the lock of the person that you want. Or just wait till the final round, you know, and bet somebody then. Because it's like, if you're going to go that high on the board, and bet somebody there, you need to just wake up. They're tied for the lead final round. You're like, we've got this. If you go to the final round thinking like, I don't know, like, can this guy close the door? Then you probably shouldn't be betting him at 10 to 12 to 1. Just give yourself more guys. Give yourself more options down the board. That's kind of how I feel about the current situation on the PJ Tour. Yeah, it's a similar situation to what we saw with uh, with Liv this weekend. You and I both had Dustin Johnson around the same number. Tied for the lead. Did not look great all of Saturday. Like, literally, truthfully looked bad, but... This is my four aces hat, by the way, not my Atlanta Braves hat. <laughs> and he just had the, had the guts to will it out. And that's Dustin Johnson. And although he didn't look good, there was never a point where I was like, damn, Dustin Johnson is going to give up, even though he looked like shit. And yeah, so I don't think anyone at the top of this board has that fight in him just yet. He's going against like John Rahm and still will, uh, willed it out, playing his s- extremely suboptimal goal. Uh, a quick note on John Rahm. Four shanks by my count in the final round. Like he hit one early on, which wasn't a full shank, but it was pretty shanky. Like early on, blamed it on and a pebble. A, yeah, yeah, he had a couple more of those. Like as the round, we were texting about it, and it was like all caps, like another shank. And then the final yeah. one that he, the final one that he hit on, like one of the last few holes, that was a full on like hosel rocket. Hosel. It's happened to him before. Like I feel like he, because of the way he swings, like that hosel sometimes gets in there, like at an angle with how quick yeah. he's swinging, but. That uh, for people who didn't watch Liv, you missed out on some uh, John Rom. It was a great sweat. And like another week where you talked about the Liv broadcast, that was an amazing sweat. They 
lapped the PGA Tour in sweat equity, literally. Like, (laughs) there was so many times on Sunday where I was seeing what was happening on PGA Tour Live. Like, I mean, I mean, Shot Tracer, not PGA Tour Live. Yeah. On Shot Tracer, miles before it's happening on. But even on even on PGA Tour Live, because I was watching, because I had Kurt and Kurt played really well. Like he was, Kurt was kind of on the fringes of being in the mix the whole week. And in the final round, he was on the stream with Chuck Hoffman. And like Chuck obviously <laughs> was falling out. Yeah. So I was seeing Chuck shots five, 10 minutes before they were like showing. And it was like, I was texting you guys too, but I know you probably you were like, watching the stream. Yeah. Cause like I was only watching cause I had Kurt and it's like, you can't even text people because you're like afraid yeah. to ruin what they're about to see. But yeah. That, could, yeah. It's a problem. That's a problem. We could go on about that. For, but the one thing I will say about the live broadcast that was like, pretty shitty this week was the over the top of the team event stuff. Like I actually, I, if BK is listening, he's probably pissed. He's going to say we're live like Dick riders. And obviously I've, I've got a positive thinking about live right now with like back to back winners, but I kind of this week, like I wasn't into the team competition, but I like had my eye on it. I was like, Oh, this is interesting. Like this, like once yeah. you pay, watch for a few weeks, you kind of get the feel for the team. Like, and the players do care. I think like the thought that the players don't care, they don't want to like every player out there to my eye is trying really hard and it's getting pissed. Like when things are going wrong, they want to win the team competition. They want to win the individual, but we don't need to be cutting to guys every, you know, five minutes to update the leaderboard and the team competition. Like it needs to yeah. be kind of a sideshow thing. They dive into it almost too much. And it went a little bit over the top for me this week. On Especially like you said, they had that, uh, that like, at the turn, they did like a full recap of what was going yeah. on, and it took like a, a solid five to like eight minutes of them talking about like this team's here, this team's here. While like the the tournament was really heating up, but I do agree with you that the team aspect helps the product because like if you or I, if you and I were just like playing pickup basketball with our friends, we don't want to let down our partners. Like if there was just no team aspect, the last place guy gets I don't know the exact dollar. The last place guy gets so much money they don't even care. But them having to still like will their way to play their good yeah. golf, to not to just not let down that team. They don't want to be that guy who's who does the worst on the team. So it does help. I really do have, think it helps. And this year they another I think positive change they made was having all four guys count in the final round because that was the other thing I didn't yeah. understand for a while how the team like scoring worked in the first two rounds. Now it's three out of four guys count, but the final round every guy counts. It's pretty straightforward. Who's like and going into the final round the team leaderboard, at least last couple of weeks has been really close. So then it kind of just comes down to like, who's going to ball out in the final round. Yeah. And, and then it's easy to kind of keep track of. So I do like that. And it, it, that's why I hope in there's a future where we get the PGA tour combined back with live because the team aspect with all the top players, like on different teams and where, where there was like that element of, Oh, you know, trades and, and free agency, like all that stuff could be sick. And you see like the, bones of it on live right now and the potential of it and i just hope that in this future world where we can combine the tours back that it's not there's a lot of silly dumb stuff with live but the team stuff actually is kind of cool and has potential if the best players yeah we 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 can't get uh trades for wolfers gooch with zero reasoning or rationale behind it because it's just like come on what are we doing here but the the overwhelming team aspect I, i think it is fun it could be a future of the game Yep. So shout out to uh, Brooks and the gang. Uh, Smash, I think, was the victorious. And and I mentioned this on BK's pod. If you are betting live, it hasn't happened yet. Parlay the team winner with your individual bet. Like Gooch, hap- it's, ha- it's happened last year, though. Multiple times. A lot, a lot like, times. It, yes. It's hit probably 30% of the events it's happened. And like parlaying the percentages, it's, it's still better to do the parlay. So like if Gooch had won last week and you had Gooch Smash, that would have paid out a ton. So if you are betting live, uh, and you're in a place where you can bet the team aspect as well. Just parlay it because it it happens at 30, 40% rate. Um, Before we move on, who is your favorite team? You have to pick one. You have one? I So I don't like – the. this isn't my favorite team. I don't like the players on the team. The Range Goats logo in Matt, like, it does look so kind of sick. It's like, I respect yeah. it. I thought it was goofy at first, but it is kind of cool. Uh, I'm not going to say the Aces – I, I brooks i love brooks i've always, i've been on the record of, of yeah, a supporter of brooks so i like yeah. smash i don't like i've never loved bryson but i think he's goofy and like i i don't mind the uh what are they the crushers uh, the, the crushers yeah so yeah. uh definitely not uh legion 13 although shout out to caleb surratt we talked we were texting about him uh for all the people who at this point are probably annoyed we're still talking about live we'll, we'll stop in a second but i will say this guy's sick. He rem- he reminds me of Colin Morikawa. Like I think he's 
got Colin vibes. His college coach called him the best iron player he's ever seen in college. And like, he's showing up his first two events in professional golf and flashing with the irons, like looking like one of the best iron players in the field. The swing is just beautiful to look at. He can't putt. He misses everything, but uh, hopefully it'll come. Yeah. Hopefully over time he could work his way into some of these big events because this dude straight up baller and another one of those just young players in the Nick Dunlap, you know, category who are in the next three to five years. Like if this guy can get into the majors, legit player. Yeah, good for him. Generational wealth at age 21 <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, good on you. Yeah, so, so good for him. But yeah, let's get back to Riv. You already kind of kind of hit some of the points there. Uh, for me, distance here is like a prerequisite to mixing. I, I wrote about this in the, the preview on VinSerix.com and also on VinSerix. we got something cool coming, hopefully out tomorrow. Uh, I think it's going to be the best thing that we've built from a tech perspective so far. So really excited we'll have that out tomorrow. Uh, so Teasing the best thing ever. I love it. Yeah, so get excited for that. Uh, but every player, I went back to 2014 because at some point I get tired of going so far back. And if it's happened every year for the last 10 years, like that's a pretty strong sign. At a minimum, the like shortest hitting winner here was still seven yards longer than tour average, like on the season. So we're talking about guys who are roughly top 40, top 50 on the PGA Tour in distance is like a requirement to win here. I think you add in the wet conditions that have been happening in mm-hmm. LA over the last few like months. Distance is a step one here, just because it's also wide enough that like you can get away with some spraying stuff from the tee. The rough's only two inches deep, nothing crazy there. And then it's which of those power hitters, or maybe not power hitters, above average distance players is going to spike with the iron play from 150 to 200. Uh, like 50% of the shots come from that range, which is a lot more than two or average. Um, and then the other piece, strokes gain California. It's a real thing. Uh, this course yep. is all about strokes gain California. Just going back, Rom before he won here was a winner at both Tory and Amex. Neiman, Neiman had a T6 at Tory. Home had a T5 here. Adam Scott was a previous winner at Riv. Uh, JB Holmes had a T2 at Pebble. Bubba Watson was a winner at Riv and Tory. DJ was a winner at Pebble. Like, there is no winner here going back at least 10 years who didn't have at least one other really strong, if not winning, performance in California. So those are kind of the uh, high-level like check boxes that I'm trying to hit with guys this week. Yeah, I definitely do agree with you. I kind of gave you more of a bland answer, but distance always helps and i wasn't really too aware of how how those winners correlated but definitely makes sense to just think of the winners the last few years and as we go to the board here hold on let me uh what's going on let's get to the odds here this is what i'm excited for because we're gonna have a nice odd screen coming out tomorrow and won't have to mess around with finding the odds to talk down the board but scotty uh top of the board favorite as to be expected uh rory there is the next guy kind of under 10 to 1 uh, and then we can talk about the next batch together but we did this at uh pebble i think we did scotty versus rory match up scotty versus rory this week where are you going and kind of how do you feel about their chances overall um even though we just talked about like nobody at the top of the board is winning and it's probably not worth uh going there yeah i think scotty is extremely live to win like a hot take scotty can win yeah extremely live to win uh just based on i love how much he's playing golf he's playing a lot of golf right now and he's obviously playing great golf and i know the put the putter was overwhelmingly good last week under pressure he hit a few tough bad putts with if i think it was three six footers and like four holes uh, uh yesterday but the putter was good he lost he finished third but out of the course that just rewards Tita Green play, rewards distance. I trust Scotty so much being in the center of the fairway. Do I trust him down the down the stretch? That's a question we have to ask yourself. And if there's even a, th- a question, I don't know if you can bet him at eight to one. I really don't. If you have, if you don't trust him, you can't do it. But it's I'm gonna I'm thinking about single bean. I really am. I really am. Just because I love the reps he's playing. He's got okay course history, nothing insane, but he's playing great golf. Tita Green savant. I think it can. I think it can happen. So my thing with Scotty is the only way that I would feel comfortable, like with single bullet with Scotty, is if you genuinely think he's going to win by like five shots. Because when was the last time, yeah, in a close tournament that he won? He is. This he is our take. Hero. This is our take like, that we've talked about. Yeah, like Hero doesn't count, and he had a pretty big lead at Hero. It was like three shots most of the time. So then we go back to players, and he was ahead by infinity shots at players uh and then there's waste but we know that waste is like his place and that's what worries me actually a little bit more it's like he couldn't even close the door at waste at his place. If he, like 
that's his spot. Like he shouldn't be feeling that. Like, sure, you feel pressure to win three in a row. You feel pressure to win any PGA Tour event, but like those were some horrible putts down the yeah. stretch. He was putting really good and he was putting good for a while. So it, it, and I've said this before, like it is nothing mechanical. I don't think at this point with Scotty. It like it's can you when you are nervous make the putts and he just can't get them to fall. And then if it's we go back then to before the waste was the masters way back in the day when he won and was on that hot streak. Yeah, so like infinity strokes. Where is Scotty's in the mix pulling away in a battle victory of late? And we did we talked about it on this show last week, I believe, right? How he just struggled with those 36 hole leads or just yep. down the stretch. He still played golf and kept himself in the mix, but he's he struggled. He's made bogeys in on in situations he shouldn't have. Um, question. What do we think the winning score is going to be? Because I think that directly correlates to his chances. It's a little wetter. The last two years has been his historic winning score margins. Do we see it surpassing that? What is it? Does Tiger have any thoughts on on course setup? It's going to rain, I think, on the weekend, maybe. Thoughts there? I think we have a good chance for a scoring record. I think we could get to... I. So the interesting thing when looking at the scoring here is like, yeah, the last couple of years, there's been some guys who have gotten into the high teens, like Rom won it at 17 under, Neiman won it at 19 under. But it's not one of those leaderboards where there's like a bunch of guys at 19, 18, 17, 16. Right, it's like right, the, right. the good guys are really separating themselves. And we've seen that at Rib the last couple okay. of years. Like last year was Max and Rom kind of like battling that. So I think a couple of guys are going to break free. They're going to get hot and they're going to get close to 20 under with these wet conditions. And I also think the reason we've seen the scoring go lower the last couple of years is guys have realized you can just send it from the T here yeah. and that strategy. JT um, has not realized that though. JT is going to, yeah, we'll, we'll talk JT and his, his layup strategy, but I think we get close to the scoring record for that reason. I'd probably also lean against Scotty. Like I'm never going to say, uh, yeah, I agree. Like, he's going to play well, but to me, I'm totally out. I think on the single bullet, every time we do the pod, I always don't make my picks really until Tuesday. So sometimes I change what I'm thinking, but I think I'd be out on Scotty. The thing with Rory is I've always thought this is the perfect course for Rory. Like, just send it from the tee, spike with the irons, reasonable putter. The interesting thing about Rory, though, and why he's he's always played fine here. He's never won. He gains from the tee pretty much all the time. Is Another little sneaky piece that I think matters at Riviera that's not going to be in any of your stats. Like you go to whatever website you want to look at the player stats. You're not going to see this. Hitting a fade from the tee. All the guys who are winners here, fade, fade, fade. Or you got Bubba who's you know hitting draws the other way. Like... This is a course where if you hit that fade from the tee, and we see it with Colin, like Colin has his highest distance figures of any course on tour at Riv, but it's because he hits that fade and he gets that extra curve around the corner that other guys aren't getting or cutting corners and things like that. And Rory tends to hit that towering draw. So I guess that'd be one like negative for him here, but I've always thought this is a great course for Rory. He just looks so out of sorts at Pebble that like, it'd be hard for me to believe that he just bounces back and wins this event. Yeah, I I agree. I was actually someone I saw someone post on Twitter that they think Riv sets up better for drawers like um, Augusta National did. But then I thought about the winners and I was like, these are guys who hit fades and these are like predominantly faders, which I think is a very small tidbit that matters like me, like nothing at all because we see guys do it yeah. both ways at Augusta. Um, yeah, I mean like DJ too. So yeah, I I like Rory too. I'm worried what we saw at Pebble. I'm I'm worried what we saw at Pebble. I think that first round putting off the green just totally <laughs> messed with his mind his pee rain that he has because he's so mental uh but like i said last year at augusta the rain helps him for sure the lower scoring helps him for sure can R- rory is a perfect candidate to win off of a shitty performance week off and then make it happen so he's done it before so i think i think i still want to go with scotty here but rory's fine i think again going back to like if you've got these guys and you go into the final round tied for the lead, I actually do trust Rory to close the door more than I would Scotty. And I think Rory's done it. Uh, Rory's at, like Rory has those weeks where he just kind of hangs around and then he like backdoors the top five or he like sucks in the, when Rory's playing good, I trust him down the stretch. Yeah. Like he, it's hit and miss. Like we saw in uh, against Tommy in Dubai, like sometimes he, he shits the bed, but like Rory has enough of a credibility to me that like trust him in final rounds. We saw it last year at the Scottish, but I don't think either of these guys will be for me. And I think like, yeah, in a matchup, I'll probably take Scotty just for the consistency. But if I had to think who was, if I had to pick somebody to bet to win, I'd uh, go with Rory. I honestly, what you just said made me realize, I think if you want some Rory uh, 
you want to sprinkle some Murray, first round leader is a good market because when he's playing good, he comes out super hot. And you know it's like if Rory's off in the first round, he has no chance. He's done. He's checked out. But if Rory gets off at a good start, we're locked in. Rory's live. Um, last week at Pebble was kind of uh, not – that's very. It was very rare what he did. Like he, he got off to the hot yeah. start. Usually he holds. Yeah, that he first usually round finishes lead. that off for first round lead for sure. So yeah, and you're gonna get like not double the number, but you're gonna get a higher number on first round leader than you will outright. So, um, I think that might be a little a little sprinkle, for me at least. Yeah, I like right that. Especially, on. I mean, what there's seventy players in this field. Like, Rory, yeah, I'm down. First round leader. I like it. So now we got the uh, the next chunk. We'll call these guys the. The teens, all these guys are falling in the teens pretty much across books. Maybe even sneak a 20 on some of these guys. Actually, on a fair amount of these guys, there's 20s out there, but I'm going to bucket them all together. We've got Vic, who who uh, took last week off because the swing still wasn't gaining on approach. He's been working on that. He's back. Xander took last week off. Uh, quickly on, they both took last week off. Obviously, we saw all the hubba blue at waste. What's, uh, what's your take on waste? I, I feel like most people have turned against waste. They said this is unacceptable. This is wrong. Uh, we saw Billy Ho and ZJ get into the fans, bent on on Twitter. Uh, what's Matt Gannon's official stance on uh, the pandemonium that took place at uh, Waste? Yeah, it, it's a sad scene because it is really great once a year. It's amazing to have the, the rowdy fans once a year getting in, just doing their thing. But I did. I do think we crossed the line, and I don't. I don't. I don't think there's any going back from it, too. Because how do you, how do you like stop? How do you stop them? Like how do you stop them? Just ban alcohol sales for good. No one will show up. The tournament will be shit. Um, like it's a party now. It's the Super Bowl in Phoenix. The whole city dialed like shuts down for it. Like everyone's dialed in to go to waste, and there, you can't like make everyone be quiet. You just you simply can't. And I just think it's horrible for the event. It's going to turn players away. I talked about with Will, Will with Will Wilcox on the pod last week. I was like, break. I was doing the show with him, and I was like, oh, breaking news! Zano just withdrew. He was like, yeah, I, I kind of checks out. All these top guys don't want to deal with the bullshit. So they saw it coming. It's not going to get elevated status anymore. I joked on Twitter, said make it an alt event, but that will never happen. <laughs> but I do think we're not going to see bigger names be there as much as we are used to. Yeah, I. I think I ended up on the side where, like, yeah, I mean, like, A, from a safety perspective, you can't have people, like, blacking out and falling off shit, like, that, but it's separate right. from the golf itself, like, that's just, they got to figure that out. I'm not as, like, oh, if, a, at the end of the day, there's one tournament a year where players are going to have to deal with rowdy fans, like, suck it up, like, you're getting paid exactly. millions of dollars to be out, like, you could get millions of dollars to be out there, you don't have to play if you don't want to. Uh, I want Brooks to come back and play the event because Brooks would body bag some fans and win the event by 10. So I think we need to, yeah. what's happened. People are like, what's gone wrong with waste. Brooks isn't in the event anymore. He, he was kind of the king of the event. He held everything in check. He's a real athlete or he claims to be a real athlete. That's all he talks about. Bring Brooks back next year. Let him kind of be the commissioner of the waste management. Let him decide what's okay. What's not okay. That's my solution uh, for waste management is to bring Brooks back. But uh, and if Scotty had won again, then we're going to need to bring Brooks, Brooks back to have there be some competition at the top of the leaderboard. But uh, yeah, my solution for waste is we bring uh, bring Brooks back. Yeah, it's de that definitely would be a good solution. Hopefully it's <laughs> sooner than later these guys emerging. Uh, all right. So that was an aside, but it came up because Vic and Xander both uh, took last week off not wanting to deal with the hoopla. So we've got Vic, Xander, Colin, your boy, Pat Ice. By the way, uh, go to Ben Sarek's read-up. Uh, Matt's write-up on uh, Pat Canley this week. I was laughing out loud on uh, some of his <laughs> descriptions there. Uh, Max Homa. And then JT. Why is JT 20-1? to 1? Why did he bounce up to 20-1 to 1 when he was just like 11-1 to 1 last week and played pretty good, just didn't make any putts? Uh, what's going on there? And, and yeah. give me the – of this of this crew, who's who's not winning? Of, uh, of who's not the most okay who's not winning the most out of these players not winning the most of these players is probably patrick cantley he's not winning like so much not winning which is sad because i love him uh when it who's winning this the most probably would be jt i don't understand like i was so cantley I, I was gonna push back on cantley a little bit but then i just opened up his stats and the driver that it's, was like the key, the key to everything that was going well for him is not going well he had driven it above two or average accuracy in like 20 events in a row last year. And he's 
been negative in the last four events. Uh, Vic, we don't really know what's going on with him. He uh, he's lost on approach in three straight starts. Such as a bad. I don't like. I get that he could bounce back at any point. I'm sure he was practicing extra hard this week, but I'd rather just bet Vic when he's hot with the iron play and be. Yeah, that was the that. first time in his career he's done that. Then we got Xander. Uh, he's dead to me by every possible measure. We know that theoretically he should play good here, but he's never finished better than T9 in his very first start. So I would be shocked if Sander won. Colin, I do like Colin. Like I said, for whatever reason, because he hits that fade, he gets like a ton of distance here versus average. And we know that usually holds him back. He's got the flash with the iron plays T2, T6 last couple of years. And I always like Colin when he didn't play great the week. Like he was T14 at Pebble. That's a fine result. But I think Colin's, I like to play Colin the most when it wasn't like he was second, you know, the week before at third. He never seems to follow mm-hmm. up those. So I think Colin's sneaky this week. But yeah, to JT, uh, yeah, I don't get why he's fallen down behind some of the other names. He gained T to green again at waste across the board, did everything good. Gained on the greens uh, ever so slightly, but he's putted well here before. And f- I mean, he has two bad putting starts, but four of his last six okay. starts putting here has been good. So why not JT? No, I totally agree. And he's priced behind all of these guys on DraftKings. Like, I was very shocked when, they, when the DraftKings pricing came out, came out too. Uh, yeah, JT, he's playing a lot of golf too, and he's getting those really good under-pressure reps. He's been in the in the weekend mix the last few events, and it's been bad Like when he's gotten to that point, but that wasn't going to come overnight. He's played he's coming off of a year of bad golf. He's finally getting himself back into the mix. I'm not really faulting him too much for – uh, not being the best under the under the gun because he's never really showed that vulnerability in his career. Like he's always been a, a closer and just a dog mentality. So I think it's just gonna a matter of time before he gets himself back into the mix and like stays in the mix. And at twenty to one, like I'm willing to take a chance on on a guy with that caliber. He's had good results here in the, in the past, playing great golf, and he's has a ton of re- good reps in. So I think. I think he's a good, I think my squad ride, dude. I really do like JT at 21. Yeah. I mean, versus the rest of these guys we've talked about, I see no reason why any of them are more likely to win than JT. Like uh, to that point of go, if they, if let's say every single one of these guys was tied for the lead going to the final round, I don't think I'd think any of like, I'd have JT near the top of that list of like guys who could close the door. And then the other guys, Max and max is there's something wrong with max as well he's in the yeah. can't lay like bucket of something being wrong he's lost with a driver and back-to-back starts which uh is just unlike him and he gets he gets hot and then he gets cold that's like he's one of the most like streaky top players in the world uh, i think it's you know somewhat mental for him we've seen that historically like he was really good and then he sucked really bad and he's, he's good again but it's mm-hmm. still like there's those times where it ebbs and flows he comes to a place where obviously the course history is insane four straight top tens a win here second last year we know he's gonna putt well or we think we know he's gonna putt well um but i the the number has not his odds don't reflect the fact that there's something amiss with his game like if he had drifted to like 30 40 to one this week i'm down but his odds are kind of what i'd expect him to be even if he was in better form yeah, I totally agree. And we 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 were on that on the max something's wrong early. We saw him doing something wrong with the driver, doing something wrong with the long clubs, and it's really shown in the in the numbers. So I don't think we can bet a max who clearly doesn't look right. I don't know why he even played last week, but he's he's got great course history. And the fact that he gained infinity strokes putting last year at this event and just like didn't close it out over Ron was crazy because he's not gonna gain eleven strokes putting again which would be phenomenal if he did, but that's his pat, truthfully, because the ball striking is not there right now. He needs to gain infinity strokes putting, and I don't want to wager on that at this number. 100%. And yeah, even like, obviously the numbers speak for themselves, but just watching last year, Max made every putt that he, it was the one of the best putting performances I've ever seen. Like it was legitimately yeah. unbelievable. So uh, if he pulls that off again and also solves his ball striking, then more power to him. But to your point at 18 to one, uh, that's going to be a no for me. The uh, question for me is, and he's his odds are highest right now on uh, Bet Rivers, which is always a bad sign. That'd actually be a giant red flag for me on uh, Ludwig Ober Aberg. I th- apparently it's still up in there how we say the last name, but you, uh, he's your guy to some extent. 
what's uh it makes sense here he's gonna drive it long and straight he's putted well on poa the last couple of weeks i think he's gonna play really yes. well we haven't seen many first-time winners here at all what uh where are you playing are you gonna have exposure to him in any way uh is it, are you considering uh, not, right not, not at the moment i was really dumpster diving his college course history to see if he played at riviera because i know they've had college events here in the past yeah. and i couldn't find anything unless i just didn't look hard enough um, so yeah, I, I don't want to bet on someone who I haven't seen it here. Cause one of my biggest driving forces here was course history and nuance in these surfaces, which is, it's a real thing. I know he has put it well on Poa, but you got, you got to know, you got to know this place. So he could definitely have gotten some reps this week, which I'm sure he's getting a ton of reps, but yeah, I just prefer someone else who I've seen it from at least once or twice before, before I go with the, with the new toy. Uh, but I'm so high on his game. He can do it here. He could do it anywhere. Uh, Team Ludwig through and through, but I, I'm not going to bet on him. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. I think he will play well. I fully expect him to. We're going to have his him driver, in the dude, mix. Yeah. Starts it's, him on second base in so many courses. Yeah. And this is one of them. Like he. Yeah. It's going to get a head start here. He ranks really well from 150 and 175 yards as well, which is like the number one approach bucket by far this week. So I think he'll be up there. Uh, but I agree. If we're, I'm trying to stick to what the numbers say this year. And it's like, if first time people aren't winning here, then I'm going to try to steer clear, especially high up on the board. Like if there's a guy further down the board, we'll talk about it in a second. Like Nikolai, someone I really like, then it's a little bit better, but down. it's tough at 22 to one. And then you got bet rivers having the highest price. I've, literally never bet that i it don't think i think it's hit once in three years of like tracking that closely that it, when the guys has his best odds on uh, bet rivers he wins so it's kind of a red flag for me uh sam burns i need we need to talk about because i he's my guy i'm the sam burns whisperer yeah. i will yeah, i will need let, to talk about it. i will let people know when burns is gonna win like i always have it's like i promise you when burns is gonna win you're gonna hear it from me he's gonna be on the card and i'm gonna let you know People have been chasing Burns the last couple of weeks. He's let him down. He's played well. Like, it's not like they've been bad bets. Like, he's been in the mix. Uh, he probably could have won. He probably should have won Amex, and that's not, like, a big dick event. But Burns, you just, at 20 to 1, like, in these types of events, 22 to 1, when I like Burns the most, when I whisper Burns, it's because he's 40 to 1, 35 to 1, 50 right. to 1. Like, that's Sam Burns territory. He's just not consistent enough across the board. He's got too many little flaws in his game for me to get excited at this part of the board. I actually do think he's going to play really well this week. He's under consideration for the card. So again, I'll let people know if he's on the card. Okay. But the last couple of weeks, people are getting pissed about him. They're talking shit about him. But he's just doing what he does. Like You shouldn't be surprised that he kind of blew it to some degree at waste. He doesn't win big events except the match play which is like a one-off rare occasion and he only won that because he was playing scotty in the semifinals and they had the uh he, exactly so yeah. that's my sam burns take as somebody who it's not your guy like i have a you know soft spot in my heart and it's been painful for me to be seeing people shit on him so hard on twitter i'm like this is what he does you gotta accept yeah. it as uh as an outsider of the sam burns bandwagon how's your feel about what's taking place the last couple of weeks and his chances yes here? sam burns got boned by the broadcast last week because they only showed him like missing putts where he putt well last week. And he is a great putter. He put well. I think he had a, a rough weekend maybe on the greens, but he put well overall. But he's coming off of the best ball striking performance since his win at Sanderson in 2021, I believe, which is really enticing because Sam Burns is a very streaky ball striker. It's either all there or it's all not. So I'm definitely giving him an, an eye. I'm not really a Sam Burns guy. I bet him very rarely. And I know I save that to you. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm excited to see what he can bring this week. He's hitting the ball. Well, he doesn't hold those ball striking forms for too long. So I think you got to get it while you want to get it. Uh, definitely under C, like you said. So I'll, what, this is something we'll monitor later in the week and I will definitely listen to you on Sam Burns. I, uh, I appreciate that. And we, uh, yeah, I will. I will let people know what I'm feeling on Sam Burns. It'll be in the Discord. Get in the Discord. We'll talk about Sam Burns there. But yeah, playing some of the best golf of his career. Just last 25 rounds, he's right near his best uh, form ever. So shout out to Sam. Uh, I'm a, I'm really afraid. I hate to say that he's going to continue to play well, not win any of these events, and then win Valspar at like 8-1. to one. Uh, So that's my current concern with Burns because that would be a tragedy. Wow. Ever, like... Well, if that's we if, if if like if we have to bet him at eight to one if to win Valspar, like we'll do it. But I'm hoping we can get uh, some drift at some point. Next up is Jordy. 
who uh, did exactly what I expected Jordan to do last week. I think yeah, I even said it on the pod. I said he's, there's going to be a second where we think Jordan maybe could win, and then he's going to miss some putts, and he's not going to win. He actually gained a lot on the greens, but he did have a couple misses uh, down the stretch. The approach play was negative. He, he His ball striking is so random. Like He can yeah, gain a ton off not. the tee or approach any given start. You just don't know what it's going to be. And I knew we were in trouble uh, with Jordy early on last week on the ESPN Plus when he was doing the full rehearsal of the swing right before he hits again. I was out. I was skeptical at that point. He played fine. Uh, this is a spot where he's had like a medium amount of success. I don't, I, he's not one I've thought about much so far this week, but uh, I don't think it's for me, but the, I think the price is fair. Like he's, you can get a 30 to one on Jordan. That's a good number. That's definitely enticing. I'm, I want to avoid it because I'm standing on a hill. I think Jordan wins in March. I think Jordan gets away, or, between March and April, I might expand that to April because he's played well in April. I I like what we're seeing with the ball striking. I like how it's flashing in in spots. If he puts it all together, it's there. And the short game's obviously hit or miss too. But once we get down to Florida, I think we are we are alive for another Jordan Spieth win. So if we can avoid this week, I think I think we're okay. Yeah, and I think we can avoid this week. I'm gonna give him a look if that if there's any drift into the like. I bet Jordan when he's in the 30s and the 40s, that's when I like him. I think he's just as he's just as likely to win in the 40s as he is the 20s, uh, maybe just even the 50s. Like I think that's when you played Jordan. Uh, the next guy, this is a public service announcement, and I need everybody who's listening to the pod to uh, be on the lookout for any information. And if you get the following information, I need to be notified immediately. Uh, might even compensate somebody who can deliver this information to me. If there's Anyone who hears that Tony Finau is using a different putter or he switched his putting technique because Wyndham at Pebble, his ball striking was off the charts. We saw it tee to green, but his putting was so bad. And it was like, this guy can't putt. What's gone wrong here? Turns out he got a new putter. He switched things up. Boom. Won the tournament. Tony's ball striking is off the charts so far this year. It is absolutely unbelievable. It is. It's great. He gained 1.5 per round off the tee at Pebble, 1.8 in approach, 2.3 on approach per round at Torrey. Like, he's come out guns blazing, tee to green. The putting has just been horrible. So if yeah. anybody hears of something changing with his putter, I want to know because I might be in at a course where obviously Tony's had a lot of success. Yeah, we definitely got to clip this and post it separately. I, I agree with you. I don't think Tony will win this week flow i chart. do think the, the tony yeah flow chart. Flow chart. <laughs> i'll post that this week too i do i don't think tony will uh play too well this week i do believe he will be most tipped i you guys okay i said that i said that on friday i think you guys both said no chance but we, we will see he's, he's at a decent number and what i want to say about tony is i remember last year listening to tapping birdie you said that in his career you believe Tony Finau wins at Riv. You believe it's just a perfect course at fit for him. And I totally agree with you. So what I'm saying is if you're a Tony Finau believer at Riviera, if you bet him at Riviera in the past, keep your foot on the gas. Bet Tony Finau. Just if you think it will come, it will come. You're getting a great number. You're not getting a 15 to 1. 30 plus to 1. So Adam, I'm telling you right now, like bet Tony Finau this week. You'll be very upset if he's even in – Gets off to a hot start, gets into it into the mix because he's put well here in his career. He can find it. So I think yeah. you just got you gotta ride it. That's fair. That's a great point. And it's something I'm gonna have to it's under the seat. Monitor. It's under considerate. It's something to monitor. And I appreciate you pointing that out because uh that's what friends are for. You know, you need somebody who yeah. just reminds because I didn't even remember saying that. So I, I but I do believe it. So I appreciate you bringing that back up. Uh we get into this next range of guys where I think we're in a hypothetical three ball category where I'm going to give you three guys okay. and uh, you, you let me know what you think. Um, your boy, Tommy Fleetwood, uh, you wrote him at Pebble. <laughs> did he, uh, did he even, what did he shoot? Like, was he ever, I don't even remember him playing at Pebble. No. Like, did he do, do anything? <laughs> Literally nothing. Uh, uh, he did have new, like, new iron uh, shafts in the bag. Though. I remember BK was panicking right at the, before the event. Cause he had, <laughs> so maybe he got those queued up. He's good. Uh, Adam Scott, who I bet last week, he was high in the model last week. He was high in the model again this week. You tweeted that he's going to be high in everybody's model this week. So I'm sure everybody listening, Adam Scott's popping in the models. He somehow finished top 10 last week. Obviously I was tracking him because I had the bet on him. I was shocked that he even 
and finished top 10. I don't know how he did that, uh, but he's obviously won here before. So Adam Scott, Tommy Fleetwood, or uh, a guy who did another thing that we kind of expected, Teagues, was in the mix there at waste, three jacked in contention. He always seems to find a way to blow it uh, down the stretch, but he has one strokes game California. Uh, he's played good yeah. here before. Adam Scott, Tommy Fleetwood, Sahit Tagala, hypothetical three ball. Um, I'm going to have to go. I mean, it's tough because Adam Scott gives you that like backdoor like equity and just keep playing. Generational non-mixer, no chance to win. Do not bet Adam Scott this week. He keeps doing it, just playing amazing, amazing for on Saturday and Sunday, but the whole time just hitting his irons so well. Like I'm shocked to see how well he hits his irons. I'm like, like why? Like how is he hitting his irons so well and never once in, in the mix since like the 21 window. Like, I think that was the last time he was in the mix or maybe there was a few times in there, but he has no chance to win this week. Do not bet him. And he's going to be a great number. He's going to be popular. Tommy Fleetwood was partying in Vegas all week. He might be, <laughs> might leave for live. Truthfully might leave, leave for live. And then Sahit Tigala strokes in California. He's playing a lot of golf. He might be a little gas, but he's won on a California treeline golf course before by no means is this the same thing, but he, I think he finished top 10 here last year. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, T6, T6 losing T6. off the tee, which is T6. a question. What did he, what did he finish off the tee last week? If he, if you, if uh, plus 2.8. Now he's parlaying off the tee is he's parlaying off the tee results. I believe it might've been bad at pebble, but I could, his off the tee numbers are the highest over 25 rounds in his career right now. Okay. So the driver, I like I always say, is the driving force for the gala. If he's driving it well, he has the creativity and the and the upside to contend anywhere. Hit fairways, Sahit Tagala can win this event. I don't know what the general consensus will be around him. He was super popular last week. Are we gonna go back to him this week? And he's probably a great number, like probably mid-50s. Mid, what is he? The best number on Teagues is 35 to 1. That's yeah, my I don't know like I all, that. that's that's how I feel about all three of these guys. I if I had to rank them, I'd probably go Scott to draw up Fleetwood. Like these, all these guys are about thirty-five to one. That's why I listed them off. Uh, Betting Fleetwood at thirty-five to one is the probably the worst bet ever. <laughs> I support that. Uh, Adam Scott. I talked about it last week. I said I shouldn't bet him because he never wins. I still bet him. Uh, I might bet him. I know you just said not to, but uh, I probably won't. Because if he's if he's on the chart, he's going to be off for me because there's no way Adam Scott on the chart wins. But he has just been playing great and if there was a course where he can win he's actually yeah. won at this course before so i'll uh he loves it you know he always talks about like this is his home away from home so i like that about him and then teagues I, the stats are great like and i penciled in teagues before the year at two courses kapalua and riv and i bet him at kapalua but he was okay but he was 80 to one at kapalua and now he's only 35 to one this week i don't think he's a 35 to one golfer i think he's a 50 to 80 to one golfer in a, from an outright perspective. So if it's hypothetical three ball, take Adam Scott just because of his consistency to win. I'd probably lean Teagues, but I don't think the number is very good um, on e any of these guys specific. And then to if Tommy joins live and takes over as captain of uh, the majestics, is that the all uh, English team? Yeah, that's I'd be down for that. I'd be down because they've got the three team captain thing going with uh, Poulter and Westwood and uh, somebody yeah. else. So let's get Tommy on live. I'm fine with that. He uh, doesn't want to win on the PGA Tour, so really, what's the point of even really? even having him here? So if Tommy joins Live, that's cool. that's fine by me. Uh, here we go. Here we go. This is a hypothetical. I know. Where, I know where we're going now. I know where we're going. Cam Young, Mister Cy, your boy uh, played as expected last week. I think almost to a T. If you could pencil out his expected performance last week, it was almost exactly what you'd expect. Uh, Windy C, who. Played also really well last week for the most part. He on because uh, he was on the stream on Saturday and he was on he was charging like he played great on Friday. He was charging on Saturday. I tweeted out he's on a historic like eagle making yeah. <laughs> like stretch. He wanted it bad. Like he was so yeah. serious and like getting he hit that ball in the water on seventeen on Saturday that was, or Sunday that was kind of the end of him. And he got so pissed. He hits a huge fade. Strokes gain California. Wyndham Clark is off the charts when at LACC, which actually thinks a reasonable comp here. Uh, and Pebble, he's forty-five to one. Yeah, fuck, you're right. There's a there's a strong chance that I'm hopping back on the Windy C train this week at forty-five to one. And then uh, Will Zalatoris, he's back at Riv. Uh, he's playing better. Hypothetical three ball, and also, what are your thoughts overall on the chances of, of uh, CY Windy and Zal? I thought there was going to be a, a different third guy, but I'm going to go, if I had to rank that, I would go Wyndham Clark, number one, 
Cam Young number two, and Zal number three. I'm very impressed by what I'm seeing from Wyndham Clark, and he gets into these modes where he he flips the switch and he wants it, and he feels confident. He looks confident over the ball. I love the way he like lashes at those iron shots and stares it down because he's par- he's parlaying like great iron week, great iron week, great iron week, which he hasn't really done in a while, and now we're seeing it. He lost off the tee last week, but I feel like that has to do with some water balls. He drove it in the water about- twice on uh, 17, so I think that – yeah, I'm not worried about Wyndham Clark's driver numbers. We know he's a great driver at the core. Hopefully he could just drive it great because he should. And he's hitting his irons good. He has that dog. Wyndham has dog. Like, we oh. know he has dog. <laughs> he has the but most that- dog. of. That's why, like, at 45 to 1, I think you just bet Wendy every time. Because, like, strokes gain. Going into the final round, again, if every player is tied, Wendy to shoot the low round and win the tournament in, like, a shootout scenario, I trust him pretty much more than anybody else on the entire tour. Yeah, and he won twice in like three or four starts last year. Everyone kind of was on him before he won Pebble because they got that uh, number ahead of time. Winning back-to-back is never uh, an easy thing to do, so I can forgive him for – he still played great last week. Like, w- like what are we doing here? He played great my, last week, and he can win my again. Favorite, like he's, my, yeah, my favorite thing about him, I was just going to say, is that before he was the win DC that he is now, he finished T17 and T8 here. This was one of his best, yeah. like this historically was one of his best courses before he became the player that he is. And it's because he bombs it from the tee and he's good on POA, which if you can do those two things here, that's a great head start. And now he's flushing the irons and they around the green play is sick. I, I'll probably bet Wendy. I like, yeah, I feel no, so I, dumb if he won at 45 to one. I feel like an idiot. I felt like an idiot when he won at 80, 100 to one. I feel just as an idiot if he won at 45 to one. Yeah, my uh, I'm going to get in the Discord if you're watching this, by the way, and find our thoughts because I need to pen- talk to my friend. He's bet Wyndham three times in his life, and he- it was all three of his wins. So <laughs> I'm going to call him after this and see his thoughts on Wyndham heading into this week. Uh, so, yeah, what are your thoughts on the other two guys that you mentioned? CY, uh, I felt this way for pretty much since he came onto the tour, uh, and then we started to see what he is. He's not a winner. He's a loser. It's like, I'm going to be honest with you. Wow. If, wow. When you give yourself this big of a head start off of the tee every single tournament and you haven't yeah. won, that's a problem for me. That's a problem for me. Like, I've just no, got to right. be honest with it. And what's, when it became a huge problem for me was when he went and like played some of the small dick events last summer when he was like clearly hunting a victory yeah. at like John Deere and 3M. He even played, uh, the worldwide technologies, whatever that tournament was when uh, I think Vajegas or when uh, EVR won, like he went and played some of these events where he was clearly trying to get his first win. He didn't even come close. Like he was up there at JDC, played terrible in the final round. So I think he'll play well. Yeah, you're right. uh, he putted well last week. He's putted well here before. You have to gain a little bit around the greens here. Like it's not crucial, but like you need to gain a little bit. I don't trust him around the greens. Uh, I don't trust his iron Lost play that last week, much. Honestly. Yeah, he's, he yeah, chipped I mean, it bad last week. He, he chips it bad every week because around the green, yeah, are, yeah, you're right, are not good. So I think he'll play well. Pencil me in for like a T, T12 on CY, but he'll be in the mix. Like I think he throws his name in that. Maybe a first okay. round leader. Like I could see that. And then Zal, I don't think he's we're close. We're close. We're close, but he's not as back as I think people are making out. I looked at his stats a little bit closer. Like they're good. They're they're he's moving in the right direction. The distance is still down a little bit, which I don't like here. I'd prefer that he was still hitting it with full power. Uh, the approach numbers aren't popping yet, but we've got him penciled in for Houston. If he plays Houston next yeah. month. Re- Houston is Houston is like a lock already. I think we might be a little ahead of schedule. I'm I'm eyeing Bay Hill, but Houston is like, that was a, already a great call and I'm really seeing it now. So yeah, we're close on Zal. All good things. Like he's coming off of a legitimate injury. So no beef. Keep playing good golf. I we can't bet him yet though. Uh, this is the guy that I wanted to talk about. We're gonna, he's not even gonna get a hypothetical three ball. This is gonna get a standalone segment. Uh, did this last week on Kurt, and Kurt played really well. Now Kurt was one hundred and thirty to one. Nikolai's only sixty six to one. That's a fair price for me. This course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's going to happen this year, but add Nikolai to my list of guys who win at Rib in his career. This is tailor-made for Nikolai Hoygaard. He has gained uh, over four and a half strokes off the tee in his last two starts at both Pebble and at Farmers. He was second at That's Farmers. Crazy. We've seen when 
he reminds me a lot of Neiman at about the same number as when Neiman won here. Neiman played really good at Torrey, finished like T6, showed up here and absolutely blitzed the field. Uh, he's gained with his ball striking both off the tee and approach in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight starts going back to the end of last year in Europe. Obviously has the distance, can flash with the iron play. He's gained on Poa in these last two starts, which I think is surprising. Like you don't see a lot of guys in their very first starts on Poa, especially coming from uh, Northern Europe, coming over here on West Coast Poa and putting well. Like, what, like I'm all aboard the Nikolai train this week. It it's it, it's as straightforward as it gets in my opinion i think i agree with you and i i spoke about when i wrote it up like the talent is just on such a high level let's see what number we get and we're getting a, a 60 plus like he's one in stronger field than this by far so i'm down for nikolai at 66 to one and of course that makes sense for him yeah i don't think we even need to talk about that much if you even are thinking about betting nikolai this week then do it because it, it, i would be distraught if Nikolai won and I didn't bet him I almost that almost happened at farmers because I almost was going to bet him at farmers you said bet him yeah, any number so. or you said auto at farmers we neither of us bet him we feel the same way this week he played fine at pebble uh got some rest he'll be ready to go and I just like the mindset from Nikolai too like his interviews I, they're great yeah like, he's lucky. Yeah. <laughs> like this dude is going to be legit I still I've number one player in the world it will happen uh winning this event would be a nice step in the right direction for his uh, ascendancy to the number one player in the world uh nikolai hoyard we love it uh get there ben on is this a bounce back spot for uh benny on leads the number one in the field in a uh, birdie or better percentage from 150 to 175 yeah he kind of let down in a strokes gain uh, man of the people because he he has been on twitter and he just didn't perform yeah, last was... week He's, he was he was circling back like he was hype pre pre tournament then he was circling back his takes which is always a bad sign like that's like a an anti vic lap you can't do that so definitely some thoughts about ben on that i that aren't in the right direction for me but i just think by default i think he can bounce back because he let so many people down last week on a course that should have set up well for him and he's had great success um he has minimal course history if any here i don't i'm off the top of my head i don't see him performing here at all um so ben on i just think he doesn't have the the reps yeah. here to contend yeah one start t55 back in 2017 yeah okay. flushing it flushing it with the ball striking the short game was bad uh, the short game is better now but uh, oh yeah he gained like nine strokes ball yeah. striking and like lost eight putting or something like that exactly I remember that's that. exactly what happened uh now we're getting into some of the longer shots which honestly this is where we should spend all of our time talking because this is where all the winners have been coming from uh a guy that you i saw i've you know scanned through your notes that go up on uh, Vincerics every Monday talks about I don't know a huge chunk of the field so if you just want to get details on a bunch of guys then get on Vincerics and, and read uh Matt stuff Cam Davis flashing the approach numbers now they're not full tournament approach numbers I always think that's important when you see a guy like who you're on yeah. like I like to go look at data golf for example and you see he's like plus three per round well it was only like two rounds that counted at pebble and one round that counted at amex but absolutely career that's, best that's like approach numbers bombs it from the t just as likely to win at 100 to one as he is at 20 to one you like him this week uh is he under consideration yeah. for the c what's uh what's your thoughts there 200 percent i i love cam davis i've loved him for a, a, a while and i just I still have the thought that he's going to win in a star-studded field and surprise everyone because any you ask anyone, he's just as talented as any as any of these golfers at the top of the leader at the top of the odds oh, boards. He just needs to put it together, needs to put all his rounds together. He's still young. And look, Cam Davis, I watched him at Amex and he looked legitimately lost. He was yelling at his caddy, sw like swinging it, immediately dropping his club, hand up for right. He clearly got got on the range, got with someone because the numbers have looked great. And this is a golf course that makes sense for him. He could go bombs away, and he he's like he's one on the tree line golf course where you can go bombs away at. So I'm yep. I'm down. For, you had him, and you did have him. So I'm yeah, down for Cam. Uh, and I think the Rocket comp actually makes sense because that year that Davis won Rocket, Neiman went bogey free and then lost, made bogey on the first playoff hole and, and lost. So I think there's crossover and there. Tone too. Tone, yeah. So uh, Rocket great comp uh very similar scoring style like the way you score there is is similar um i love cam davis i hit him at rocket like we've we've got those memories together i don't love the course history here that'd be my only concern uh yeah. 243 the best finish so that'd be my only but at these prices people bet cam davis at 30 to 1 all the time so he's 100 to 1 
And like I said, I don't think it really matters which fields he's in. Uh, I watched him every major boots on the ground that I do preview. Like when I'm there in the practice rounds, I watch Cam Davis. It's one of the most beautiful things that you can ever imagine. So uh, flusher of all flushers. I like it. Uh, Is there anyone in the triple digits who was in your early leans? Were there guys down in this range who you said, this is somebody that I want to keep my eyes on? Are you largely going to be focused higher on the board. mainly cam i i was i'm act- i was literally considering a single b this week but the only guy down here was is, is cam that i'm like because I, I wrote it up i was like cam could pop here make make sense so just him uh grio not a play for me this week but he uh he continues when he decides that he's gonna like step it up he led the field in the final round and t- he shot eight under in the final round at uh waste management to shoot up into a T nice. he was minus one going into the final round shot eight under uh, to finish in a tie for 22nd, gaining five shots T to green. So that's another, that's like four straight really solid starts for Grio. Uh, so I don't think it's this week, but we need to keep our eyes on Grio. Mexico. Brian says he's a lock in Mexico. He, so that might, he might be, he's probably going to be like 16 to one in Mexico, that's but uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then if, if you're going to go down here, because, it was two years ago that we saw CY at like 200 to one uh, almost yeah. win from this range. I think it's got to be a big hitter uh, for me to get excited about somebody this far down the board this week, or maybe somebody who like spikes on POA. But again, there's no real track record here of people winning in the last decade that didn't come in with plus distance and just scanning through these names. I don't see a lot of guys uh, who fit that criteria for me. We've got a Luke, Luke loose. Yeah. Luke I was about yeah. to say Luke list 150 to one uh gained <laughs> gained 12 shots on approach last year uh got absolutely murdered uh around the greens and on the greens <laughs> which makes and sense i'd i'd be out from an outright perspective but maybe a sneaky dfs play uh if nobody else is on and low ownership yeah and then what's uh give me the exact finishing position for the tournament host uh a multiple time major champion mr tiger woods he uh, he's back this week. He, he gained a ton off the tee at Hero. Uh, it driving actually looked good. I thought he looked good at Hero. I've said yeah. this. I'm bullish on Tiger this year. I think like this year he's gonna. There's gonna be a mixing event from Tiger. I don't know yeah, which one's gonna honest, be. I agree. I don't think it's Riv because he, he he couldn't even play good at Riv when he was peak Tiger. So that's a red flag for me. But uh, what's your? Give me his exact finishing. Position. Yeah, he he finishes t37 this week, which is fine. That's that's cut made. That's a. Uh, playing weekend golf, which is interesting. I think he's a guy who might like, he might be like four under through 10, three under through 10, like playing good golf out the gate. And people are like like losing their minds on social media. But I agree with you that like it could be a mix at some point in the season. And like, there will be, there will, there will be no 500 to ones on book of jurors. If you were one, because there has been in the past on tigers (laughs) and I am not offering those anymore. So uh, yeah, Tiger, I think he's going to finish T37 this week, which is – it probably won't make you any money, sadly. But, um, yeah, no one really else here in these in these long shot what did, rings. Uh, like, what did Taylor Moore do last week? Keep your eyes on – mark this blue. down. Uh, I don't think he's going to contend this week, but I need people to start keeping their eyes on Taylor Moore. I think he's he's got something. He's made one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine straight cuts – uh, he's added a lot of distance to his game. Like he's always been a long hitter, but he's really hitting it long lately. Once he gets back uh, down onto the Bermuda in Florida, uh, let's pencil him in to keep our eyes on. But an interesting, he was T21 here uh, two years ago. He had the best around the green performance of his career last week, if that means anything to you, of his career. Uh, that's I, I like that. I think around the green is one of those where like guys can just get hot for a little bit. They just get a good feel around yeah. the greens and they kind of ride it. So, But uh, yeah, that uh, covers the field. That covers our allotted normally about hour that we talk about this event. So give me the summary. Give me the three leans right now, guys, that you're most excited about off the top of your head now that we've kind of talked about a, a good chunk of them. Yeah, I think we are going to go. I think if we, I, we can't not mention a long shot based off what we said this year. So I'm still down with uh, with Cam Davis thing. I think it's, it's, it's live. Justin Thomas, I'm super high on. So those two, and then someone probably from the middle, uh, I'll say Nikolai. He'll, he'll he can get into the top ten, get into the mix. So those three—that's definitely nothing compared to a card. But I could bet none of those guys. But early Monday thoughts—that's what I'm. That's what I'll go with. Yep, that's fair. A guy I just clicked on him. His—he's been playing horrible golf. 
uh, but he did flash here last year. Lee Hodges, keep your eyes out for a potential bounce back from. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, Devo had him. Yeah. Uh, Hodges is 400 to one. Uh, maybe. Maybe you could get a, get on board with some Hodges. I think it was uh, 1,001 last year. Proj is 125 to one. Uh, Proj has never really played well here. I, if I'm going to go down the, if I'm going to sling some long shots, I need a top 10 at uh, Riv before. For, I need distance and a top 10 at Riv, and I'm not seeing a lot of those guys there. But yeah, I think JT right now, uh, I'm going to, after this, actually spend some time digging in, and I might pull the trigger on that 20 to 1 because I think that's a pretty fair number. I, I would, if he had course history, I'd bet uh, Ludwig, but uh, I'm going to just wait and see on him but i think he does play really well and then nikolai that's my like 66 to 1 he's on the card uh this week i'm not gonna overthink things it is a first time start for him so he probably can't win but i really think he can mix and i think he's got the dog in him so if he is up there going into the final round he might be able to do it so that's uh that's our current thanks thinking on riv get in the discord get in vincerix uh to get our final thoughts as the week continues and then be on the lookout on twitter tomorrow for an exciting announcement thanks for tuning in good luck to everybody and uh, we'll talk to you later peace out